0: All Warrior Radio Network. Very good Wednesday morning to you, Mike McNamara, in for a Wednesday edition of All Marine Radio, right here on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. So, hope your Wednesday, the twenty sixth day of January, is going all right. Already to the end of it, can't get here quick enough. Not a big fan of the cold weather anymore. Yeah. So my studio's out in my garage and when it gets into the 40s in California, it doesn't work for me, man. I'm going to tell you that. Come out here, turn the little space heater on. I'm still cool. Yeah, go figure. So, but nonetheless, I've been out here uh, since, uh, I don't know, 4.30, working on actually the presentation, getting it ready to go next week and do it for about, I don't know, 10 days um, for the Second Marine Air Ring. So excited about that. And, uh, you know, this job that I have, you know, there's, I, I was involved in a really interesting discussion about guilt the other night. And, um, you know, the things people say, the way you approach it, uh, it's a... Uh, really really interesting and then you know it gets me to think well I mean I really don't talk about that and I think I should because a lot of people deal with it right a lot of people deal with guilt and um, the discussion was really interesting because you know there's two types of guilt I think generally and I would tell you that which truly you're guilty of right that something happened and and you were responsible for it and and you know you feel the guilt of um of that because of your your negligence, right you're not paying attention your willful disregard for something happened to somebody or something happened that impacted lives of other people or your life and and you know you feel guilt for that and that is truly what you've earned okay and i mean that is legitimate guilt and it's a it's a it's a legitimate human emotion okay and then there's that which we convince ourselves was our fault and the interesting thing about that is we don't like to talk about guilt either either you know major genre of it in my opinion but by talking about these things I think what most people who've convinced themselves they're guilty of something over time come to see that the cause and effect relationship that they injected into that equation really was not there. And I think that's it. So anyway, so those conversations affect me. And so when I get ready to do post-traumatic winning again, because of all the different conversations and the learning that I've done, you know, maybe how to say something better, more powerfully in a different way. You know, I wind up sitting down with this thing and uh and and going through and putting stuff in, taking stuff out and then um and then rehearsing. I mean it's about a three hour presentation, so then rehearsing it so that when I do it it's it's what I want it to be. So got up early to do that. And uh and I thought I should do the news hour. Uh, haven't done it in a while, and take a look at news headlines. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's interesting, uh, most don't, notably coming out of Eastern Europe, and uh, where Russia meets Ukraine. So, uh, so we'll talk about that today, um, and that's it. And then the Mensa brothers will join me on Friday. So, um, and I I think that while I'm traveling. I'll wind up being able to do the Monday and, and Friday thing. Probably not so much the Wednesday thing. Um, so while I'm gone and, and doing post-traumatic wedding, hopefully I'll be able to do it twice a week. So that's what I'm shooting for. Anyway, just so you know. So good morning to you on this Wednesday, hump day. Uh, the United States Marine Corps Band makes this morning official. Good morning to you. <laughs> Dedicated to everybody that's in a leadership position that's dealing with the whole Russia-Ukraine event. Um, I hope that you've read a little bit of history. I hope that you understand where weakness takes not only our nation, but our allies and the world. And so, if you if you need to reread a little bit of post World War One history. And what happens when you don't confront totalitarianism, then you should do that. So this is dedicated to all those people that are in those kind of positions, in particular, the Germans, who have become Russia's vassal, masquerading as a Western ally. You fucking folks got to wake up and you got to decide what side in all of this that you're on. And you've got to throw off the echoes of World War II. We know you're not the same nation and you've got to take your rightful place and bear your responsibilities as a free nation associated with NATO and the Western world. If you want to be Russia's satellite, then we should treat you like one. So this is dedicated primarily to German leaders. The rest of us really hope you come to your fucking senses because you are putting Europe in jeopardy. challenging conditions and odds to win you gotta win time for us to check the weather yeah haven't done that in a while currently it is sunny and 30 degrees in Quantico <laughs> so is it going to get big snow again My youngest son bought a snow shovel. I don't know about my oldest one. Yeah, it's got a snow shovel. Neat. Down the coast in North Carolina. At Cherry Point. It is cloudy and 37. Wow. That's cold, man. 29 palms. Sunny. And 38. (laughs) Ooh. Across the nation it is cold. Listen to these temperatures on the coast. Mostly sunny and forty degrees at Camp Pendleton. That's freezing ass cold in Southern California. Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark cloudy sixty-eight. Okinawa dark cloudy sixty-five. Manila dark cloudy seventy-eight. And Darwin it is dark cloudy in eighty-two. At the home of All Marine Radio, it is cloudy. And 46 degrees. Looking for a high of 69 today. 70 tomorrow. 74 on Friday. 70 on Saturday. And 69 degrees on Sunday. Yeah. Overnight low tonight is... 45 degrees. Yeah, that's that's not... That's not acceptable. I'm going to tell you that right now. So that is a look at your weather here. On a Wednesday morning, The um, to the news we go, uh, top story in Stars and Stripes today is the number of U.S. troops tapped for possible deployment to Europe could increase to more than 8,500 already on alert you think not really sure what 8500 american troops are going to do but one would think the number would be larger just saying right just saying the uh let me give you some thoughts on this that situation um and so and the Mensa brothers and I will will talk about my my thoughts i don't think that vladimir putin is after the ukraine I think Ukraine is simply an object in his war on the United States, right? He seeks to cleave Germany from NATO and then the United States from Europe, okay? That's the end game. The end game is to diminish the United States and he'll deal with Europe separately. And he knows how weak they are, right? He knows how weak they are. Go online and read some of the stories about the struggle that NATO partners are are having, trying to come up with the organizations that they said they would have ready. Read some of that. NATO, the paper lion, right? Without the United States. So, um, the... The way I see this, and we've talked about, well, what does Putin want? What does Putin want? Well, what makes sense? He wants the United States off his neck. He wants a weakened United States, consumed the most racially progressive nation on the planet, with the most diverse population on the planet, that is consumed by this idea that it's the most racist nation on the planet, is so internally focused now that it is distracted. The president of the United States appears to be a B-team guy. He's not up for the office, and he shows that. I mean, he called a reporter a son of a bitch the other day like with an open mic sitting there. Now, now let me just tell you this. Um, You have to be in broadcasting all of maybe a couple hours to have a healthy respect for an open mic, let alone when you're in public. Right. And so anyway, um, so Putin's judgment of Biden. And let me tell you, I mean, there was much discussion whether Donald Trump was compromised or not. And there's no discussion whether Joe Biden, Jeff Kenney on the program last week said he believes that the president is compromised. So I think Vladimir Putin is probably the greatest in terms of world leaders, he's probably, in my opinion, the smartest and the shrewdest. So he's assessed America coming out of Afghanistan is weaker. They have no appetite for a confrontation with him. You have a president who's not up to it and a population that's distracted. So the end game of all of this is get the United States off his ass. The end game is not Ukraine. And the way he's done this is, instead of building nuclear weapons and ICBMs over the course of the last 20 years, what have they done? They built gas lines into Europe. They have made Europe dependent on Russia for its winter heat, its gas. And so now, as he—look, NATO's no threat to him. You know, he can say all all he wants, you know. NATO is a paper tiger, you know, with the United States showing little or no interest in what? Invading anything? Come on. It's a joke. So he creates this made-for-TV event. Why? And that's the question. Why? Well, it would make sense. As he can diminish the United States, he has more, you know, free reign to do the things that he needs to do for Mother Russia. And to me, that is the endgame the end game is a diminished united states in the in the world where he has more freedom to maneuver and more influence over nations like iran i'm not sure he can get any influence in north korea but that to me is is a logical end game for a guy like vladimir putin who's playing chess and he's a good chess player I think the rest of the Rubes are playing checkers. They don't even know what game they're in yet. And so the situation that he's put the Western world is, and if you've noticed, Germany hasn't said a word, right? They had a Navy admiral, you know, talking about giving respect to Putin and the Crimea is never coming back, and he resigned. You had Germany who would not allow the overflight of weapons from the United Kingdom to Ukraine they said they didn't deny it and then the, the, the UK said well we didn't ask because we got told not not to ask because we didn't want to embarrass the Germans the Germans will not allow German arms that were sold to I believe Latvia or Lithuania, one of them to be sent to Ukraine and so Germany with its dependence on Russian natural gas because Germany for some reason has shut down its nuclear reactors and is now you know more dependent than ever on Russian gas. And and this this leverage that they've given Vladimir Putin has been discussed for forever. And now you have The Nord 2 pipeline circumvents Ukraine. So, Russia doesn't have to pay Ukraine for what they send across. So, that is yet to come online yet. When it does, you will have more dependence by nations like Germany and France. And if you notice, they've been oddly silent on the issue. urging, you know, let's not react too quickly, right? Well, military action on the part of the West is not going to happen, right? We We will reinforce all the nations around Ukraine that are NATO members. The Baltic states are screaming for American troops to come there. Poland screaming for more American troops to come there. Right? they've seen this they lived this before okay? and they want no part of it but you've got Germany and France the, the great enablers of Russia so crisis moment for NATO and so to me um, we're watching a bit of history what will the West do when confronted will they push back and say no we're not having it we shall see But I think the end, to me, the end game is, um, in in my mind anyway, is clear. To further diminish the United States, to cleave the United States from Germany and France on the continent, deal with Europe separate from the United States, to put that in motion, to get a step closer to that. The other thing I will tell you is I believe that if he if he completely invades Ukraine, he unleashes forces that he can't control. Now, will the Ukrainians fight? They say they will. How long will they fight for? Good question. And what happens if it doesn't go as planned? And he's got about what? from the time he goes 6 weeks and if there's an early thaw maybe he has less and then that makes a mess out of everything and things are roadbound so your mobility is 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 screwed which means you're more susceptible right to being ambushed and your columns blocked and all the rest of the crap that goes with that right tactically and then what happens if it doesn't go well in Ukraine What happens if he's embarrassed because Ukrainians fight? And what happens if they do okay? What message does that send to other restive satellite nations to Russia? And what happens if they say, hey, yeah, fuck this. We're tired of this. We want to be free. We're tired of you meddling in our shit all the time. And we're tired of this guy that you've installed as a dictator. So to me, there's a whole lot he unleashes that he won't control if he goes in a big way into Ukraine. So what I expect is that he will continue to milk this thing. And at some point, he will take a small part of Ukraine. And he will call it good. That's my prediction. So anyway. um, So I just read you more U.S. troops being put on alert. Um, Next headline in Stars and Stripes, U.S. troops on alert for Eastern Europe deployment could be in for a long wait if NATO can't reach a consensus. And again, the problem with NATO is Germany, Okay, they don't want to get their natural gas cut off. So the workaround is the West has got to find a way to supply Germany with the gas that Russia will cut off. How is that gonna happen? Good question, right? All right, so those top stories in the uh, in Stars and Stripes. After that, um, top story in the Wall Street Journal. School struggle with Omicron-fueled teacher shortages. But let's focus on Russia. Ross the Wall Street Journal done a pretty good job covering this. I would tell you this, right? Uh, Russia's attempts to sanction-proof its economy have exposed a weak spot. A raft of hard-hitting measures in case of renewed Russian incursions into Ukraine could test Moscow's efforts to insulate itself from sanctions and cause broad economic pain. And again, I mean, stunningly. Right? The Russian economy is smaller than Canada's. In that vast expanse of Russia, mostly um mostly for you know, the the GMP is mostly natural resources. Yeah, that's a country that's on its ass. Russia, if you if you look at it not in a good way, declining birth rate. You know, blah, 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 blah. After the West pummeled Russia for sanctions for annexing Crimea from Ukraine in 2014, President Vladimir Putin embarked on what analysts have dubbed a fortress Russia strategy, padding the country's foreign reserves, buying gold and pivoting some exports to China. Now, a raft of harder-hitting measures in case of renewed incursion into Ukraine could test this approach, and experts say they could cause broad economic pain, despite Mr. Putin's efforts to cushion the blow. The U.S. on Tuesday said it is prepared to impose sanctions and export controls on critical sectors of the Russian economy. Senior administration officials said the U.S. could ban the export of Russia, the export to Russia of various products that use microeconomic, microeconomic, microelectronic Microelectronics based on U.S. equipment, software, or technology similar to U.S. pressure campaign on the Chinese telecom giant Huawei Technologies. U.S. officials have previously said that measures under consideration also include cutting Russia's banks off their access to the dollar and possible sanctions on Russian energy exports. Quote, it's unpleasant, of course, but it can be resolved by the financial institutions in Russia, said Finance Minister Anton Silouanov this month about the prospects of more sanctions, insisting that Russia was prepared, quote, I think they will cope in such case of risk. To an extent, Russia has weaned itself off the dollar and reduced the share of its debt held by foreign investors, the government has run a conservative fiscal policy and kept its government debt under 20% of GDP compared with 133% of the U.S., according to IMF data. So, you know, what's interesting about this is, you know, Russia's prepared for this, right? Russia's prepared for this. You would only take those actions if you you knew that you were going to do this. So to me, the whole you know, the building of gas pipelines, the creating of energy dependence is always going to be used as leverage. And and why do we know that? Because we prepared ourselves. When we go to butt heads with the West, we're now more insulated. So it was always meant to be that way. So interesting story in the Wall Street Journal. And like, as I said, I think they've done, uh, some of their articles have been, you know, I I think outstanding. There's a couple articles early in the week about Germany. You know, one was, "Are the Germans a good ally?" Answer nine, pretty funny. Unless you're the Germans, of course, then it's not so funny. Uh, New York Times top headline. Germany waivers in the Ukraine standoff warring its allies. And there's a couple of sub-headlines. Ukraine updates. President Biden said the U.S. was willing to levy personal sanctions against Vladimir Putin. Another story. What happens if Russia cuts off Europe's natural gas supply? So, where is Germany in the Ukraine standoff? <clears throat> its allies wonder. Germany's allies have begun to question what price Berlin is prepared to pay to deter Russia and even its reliability as an ally as it wavers on tough measures. The United States and its allies are moving to bulk up their military commitments in the Baltics and Eastern Europe as a standoff with Russia over Ukraine deepens. Denmark is sending fighter jets to Lithuania and a frigate to the Baltic Sea. France has offered to send troops to Romania. Spain is sending a frigate to the Black Sea. President Biden has put thousands of U.S. troops on high alert, whatever the hell that means. And then there is Germany. In recent days, Germany, Europe's largest and richest democracy, strategically situated at the crossroads between East and West, has stood out more for what it will not do than for what it is doing. No European country matters more to European unity and the Western alliance. But as Germany struggles to overcome its post-World War II reluctance to lead on security matters in Europe and set aside its instincts to accommodate rather than confront Russia, Europe's most pivotal country has waffled in the first crucial test for the new government of Chancellor Olaf Scholz. And so what you have is you have President Biden being very, very you know respectful and courteous in public and the article outlines this soft approach that germany has taken to it it says this but the german government has not only ruled out any arms port to ukraine it is also holding up shipments of nine communist area era howitzers from Estonia to Ukraine. Mr. Scholz and other social Democrats in his government and party have been vague about whether shuttering the controversial Nord Stream 2 undersea gas pipeline from Russia to Germany would be part of an arsenal of possible sanctions against Russia, insisting it was a quote private sector project and one separate from Ukraine. Like, are you kidding me? Can you imagine being Ukraine and Germany selling you out? I mean, how pissed must they be? And you know what? This is a long time coming. Right? The Germans have this coming to them. Because they've been playing this game on Angela Merkel, the great enabler of Russia on the continent. And that this would never happen. Oops. Uh, top stories in the Washington Post, and we'll stick to our current topic. Paris talks aim to resolve Ukraine crisis as U.S. steps up armed shipments to Kiev. Next headline, as Ukraine crisis looms, Europe fears Kremlin will cut off its gas supply. And again, the the ridiculous part of all of this is right, this has been predicted forever. Right? And then and now you see, you know, the whole insulation steps that, you know, Vladimir Putin took with his with his economy. Well, why would you do that? Because you know there's gonna be more confrontation because you're gonna start it? Because you have designs in this world competition and where you sit in the world order? Man, somebody make that guy go away, please. Why do dictators always seem to live such a long time? Castro, man. Guy hung around forever. Email I got the other day. Mac, are the Russians ready to go? So in talking to people that I've spoken with over the course of the last week, the answer to that is yes. Will we see a surge of... uh, refuelers headed there uh no will there be any other indications and warnings according to the people i talked to no. that they they have what they need to go right now um so this is about talks in paris aim to resolve the ukraine crisis as russia warns the west senior representatives from france germany russia and ukraine are meeting wednesday in paris in a bid to revive stalled ukraine Peace process, as analysts warn that Russia's military escalation near Ukraine's border is moving into a more advanced stage. Note France, Germany, no United States, Russia, and Ukraine. Interesting. Adding to the growing tension, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, Lavrov I'm sorry, warned Wednesday that Moscow, quote, would not sit idly by as the West supplies Kiev with lethal weapons. After Ukraine took delivery of 79 tons of arms, including U.S. anti-tank missiles intended for self-defense. So again, Russia has this gift that... Um, Russia has this gift of, right, somebody defending themselves turns into aggression against Russia. I mean, it's like, it's the stupidest shit going, right? But, you know, they stand... It's it's what Vladimir Putin did in the Crimean Peninsula, right? He would not allow these Russians to be preyed upon by Ukraines. So he had to go in and protect them. Speaking to the state Duma, which is their legislative body, Russia's lower house of parliament... Lavrov said, quote, "It would suffice to mention the increasing provocative exercises held near our borders. <laughs> Can even read this without laughing? The drawing of the of the Kiev regime into the NATO orbit, its supply with lethal weapons, and the push for its direct provocations against the Russian Federation." According to an official transcript of the of the of his remarks in Paris, French President Men Emmanuel Macron is pushing for a diplomatic solution. In for you think? Macron will also put forward his own proposal to de-escalate the crisis to Vladimir Putin in a phone call on Friday. Hmm. Let me let me tell you. Let me just let me just give you a headline you won't be reading on Saturday. Breakthrough, as Putin agrees to Macron's deal. Yeah. Again, this is all the exercise, right, that that Putin wants. He wants Europe to cleave itself from the United States. He wants to break the back of NATO and then he'll deal with. and, And I mean, I honestly, I could actually see him making a deal with Macron in this in this forum simply to make sure the United States is excluded. And to give more energy to Macron's, hey, we don't need the Americans over here anymore. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the nation that saved his country. And Germany. Yeah, we don't need you. We're, we're okay over here with Russia. I mean, when you think of it, it's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And I I would be very curious, I mean, can you imagine being the Ukrainian representative and listening to the Germans and the French who are more than willing to roll over for the Russians and won't help them defend themselves. Bruno Tertras. Deputy Director of France's Foundation for Strategic Research said Macron has sought to resolve global crises in the past. Quote, you have, a pl- you have to place it in a broader context of a president who tries and often fails to solve crises. So that's from The Washington Post. USNI News. There's been much discussion uh, about continuing resolutions and the harm they do to the DOD. Top story. Maybe year-long continuing resolution would lead to 500 million shortfall for Columbia-class submarine. There's headlines about a crash on the U.S. Carl Vinson, right, that is operating in the South China Sea that injured seven sailors. The story is by Sam Lagrone. Headline, crashed F-35C fell off the USS Carl Vinson flight deck into the South China Sea. The F-35C Lightning II joint strike fighter that crashed on the deck of the carrier Carl Vinson and injured seven sailors, was lost over the edge of the flight deck, U.S. 7th Fleet said early Tuesday in a statement. The Navy said Carl Vinson was able to resume flight operations shortly after the crash of the F-35. An F-35C Lightning was assigned to carrier Air Wing 2, embarked aboard the Carl Vinson, had a landing mishap which impacted the flight deck and subsequently fell to the water, during routine flight operations. Impact to the flight deck was superficial, and all equipment for flight operations is operational. Carrier Air Wing 2 and USS Carl Vinson have resumed routine flight operations in the South China Sea. While the Navy did not specify in its statement to what squadron the aircraft was assigned, and then they named the, the squadrons that were out there. The pilot and two other sailors were evacuated to a medical treatment facility in Manila, Philippines, and four sailors were treated on board by medical personnel, according to the 7th Fleet. All sailors are in stable conditions. U.S. Navy is making recovery operations arrangements for the F-35C. Yeah, you probably don't want that laying around too long before somebody else is going to go grab it. So that, that in the news, in the last 24 hours... The pilot evidently, this is another article about it, the pilot evidently ejected from the aircraft. In another statement, while conducting routine flight operations, the mishap occurred. The plane's pilot safely ejected and is in stable condition. So so that's good. That normally doesn't end like that. Next headline, two U.S. aircraft carriers now operating as the Chinese Air Force flies 39 aircraft near Taiwan. So let's see, the Carl Vinson and the Abraham Lincoln carrier strike groups in another graphic are both seen uh, in the vicinity of the South China Sea. The um, And then adjacent to that is the... America Expeditionary Strike Group and the Essex Expeditionary Strike Group. So you have two carriers and two amphibious ready groups um, in the vicinity of the South China Sea. So, and then the other story that you see that's pretty prominent is uh, around is the Russian Navy's making the rounds. Another headline Russian Navy announces more major fleet exercises as drills end with China and Iran. Right? Just what over the weekend, you know, they were holding live fire exercises off of Ireland. And the Ireland said, yeah, that's not appreciated. This series of exercises is meant to work out how the Russian Navy and the Russian Air Force protect Russian national interests on the world's oceans, as well as how to counter military threats to Russia from the sea, according to the Defense Ministry's news release. So, yeah, the Russian Navy, hard at it. Uh, Top story in Marine Corps Times. The Marine Corps' new CH-53K finally makes it to the fleet. The helicopter will help the 2nd Marine Air Wing move more troops and equipment at higher altitudes, faster speeds, in a more austere environment. So, got that going for us. Other headlines that are hanging around, this is news from last week, 2nd Battalion, 3rd Marines deactivated as a battalion as part of Force Design 2030, so that in the news. And then the top stories in early bird today are as follows. Number one, 200 million in javelins, other anti-armor personnel system, and grenade launchers. And more are headed to the Ukraine, so that's the top story in terms of munitions. Pretty low-end stuff, right? Pretty low-end stuff. Uh, next headline: More troops could be on alert for Ukrainian response, right? The number currently sits at 8,500 that are on high alert, whatever the hell that is. Um, next headline: Military sexual harassment will be a crime under a new White House executive order. Uh, The president expected to sign that today. Um, Next story. Marines, Navy would cut flying hours, cancel weapons purchases under a full year of a continuing resolution. So this, as I said before, this story has been making its rounds as the DOD... You know, tries to get their chip on the table about the impact of another continuing resolution. If Congress cannot reach a budget deal, the U.S. Navy and Marine Corps will make dramatic changes to absorb the loss of billions of dollars from their 2022 plans, the Navy's top budget officer said on Tuesday. Rear Admiral John Gumbleton, the Deputy Assistant Secretary, of the Navy for budget told reporters in a January 25th call that Navy and the Marine Corps are acting as if a proper FY22 budget will be passed. Conducting operations, yeah, we're already in FY22, right, since last October 1st. Conducting operations at the planned pace, training new sailors and Marines in boot camp, getting blah, 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 blah. Quote, we want to not break trust with our families, our sailors, our Marines. We want to maintain that competitive edge for our strategic rivals, and we want to be good partners to our industrial base. A year-long continuing resolution does not do any of those things, so it's not in our best interest. So, yeah, that story making the rounds. Um, Number five, future sailors could earn $50,000 enlistment bonuses. Whoa. How long you got to stay? What do you got to do? Overseas operation headlines? Here's what you need to know about Russia's military buildup on the border with Ukraine. You know, there's been some great maps that have been, um, I've seen the last week. It's also very interesting um, as you look at uh, this stuff, to look at the equipment that everybody has. I always find that interesting. That's out there. So, um, So I enjoy looking at the pictures that are coming out of the region. Um, As U.S. troop readiness increases, war on Ukraine's front line drags on. That's from the Associated Press. Uh, Also from the Associated Press. Ukraine urges calm, saying Russian invasion is not imminent. Now, that story appeared when uh, the um, United States said, yeah, if you're a family member, you need to come home. So yeah, and the Ukrainian government said, "What's the problem? Why is everybody, what's every talking? About? What's ever talking about?" Um, and again, more theater of the absurd. What threat? Russian state TV plays down Moscow's role in the Ukraine crisis. Moscow defending itself there on with hundred thousand troops posed to go into Ukraine. As the Islamic State resurges, U.S. is drawn back into the fray. Kind of an interesting story. Attacks in Syria and Iraq make clear ISIS militants have lost neither their will to fight nor their ability to do so. Yeah. That ain't going away. And then this is a Reuters story. Uh, Russia holds military drills before four-way Ukraine talks in Paris. Just to let everybody know, Russia held military drills on Wednesday and deployed more force, forces and fighter jets to Belarus for exercises next month as officials prepare to sit down for four-way talks in Paris on the conflict in East in East Ukraine. The Kremlin's point man on Ukraine was due to meet with officials from France and Germany and Ukraine for Normandy format talks in Paris against the backdrop of a Russian military buildup near Ukraine that has sparked fears of an invasion. The Normandy talks to end the war in Eastern Ukraine between Kiev and Russia-backed separatists have met for years without any real progress. But Wednesday's talks may be seen as a positive sign of diplomacy taking place despite soaring tensions. No, how you should see that is Vladimir Putin continuing to keep this in front of everybody, attempting to extract as much as he can because I don't think that he wants to unleash the beast, right? It's not in his best interest. There's too many variables that he doesn't control if he does that. So I would be shocked. That's my prognostication. So so there you have it. A look at the news today. The, um, yeah, I hadn't done it in a while, and I figured with all this news, I specif- specifically wanted to talk about what I was focused on. Um, relative to that. The Mensa Brothers will be here on Friday. Have a great Wednesday, hump day. And say a prayer that the Germans do the right thing, that that we the Americans, again, weakness will only beget more conflict. The other thing is, maybe this will be a wake-up call to nations in the West that have unilaterally disarmed themselves and said, yeah, we don't really need... Them. Come on. Come on. I mean, really? Oh, maybe there may come a time when you may have to defend yourself or help defend somebody else. And to that end, you might have to have a functioning military. What? Are you Are you kidding me? Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah. So... Yeah, be interesting. And again, Vladimir Putin playing chess. And again, I've 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 been anti-German on this program for a long time. And again, not the German people, but Angela Merkel. Are you kidding me? You know, enabling Russia again. Well, the more we're integrated with them and, and 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 the more we're doing business, the less likely this is. No. No, you don't understand. I lured them in with a piece of bread. This is Vladimir Putin. And then I crushed their fucking head. And again, you just, you watch this and you're just going... Do they not know, do they not believe, or do they not give a shit? That's an interesting question. What do you think it is? We can manage it, maybe. Anyway, um, and then the Ukrainian people sit there waiting for whatever will happen. So, have a great day. If I can help you help somebody, don't be afraid to give me a call. I would be happy to. Until Friday, I'm Mike McNamara. This is All Marie Radio. Have a great day. Say a prayer that people do the right thing. And uh, we'll see you on Friday. On this Wednesday, I am out.